Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Make sure to go to TimCast.com. Click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do. And you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. It's a great day to wake up to see World War III trending once again on X. Formerly Twitter, World War III is once again trending as fears that we will actually enter World War III are ramping up after Macron of France said, uh, nothing's out of the realm of possibility, including sending Western troops into Ukraine. The Kremlin says, this is Vladimir Putin, that should Western forces enter Ukraine, it will be full scale war between Russia and NATO, which uh, likely would then pull in China, triggering a bunch of regional conflicts across the planet. And uh, yeah, probably resulting in World War Three. And then we have Vladimir Putin, Vladimir, on top of what he's already said, Many in his uh, circle have warned of using nuclear weapons, and that's a real possibility. Now we have a NATO chief saying that Ukraine will join NATO. It's just a matter of time, which was, uh, you know, something that Putin said you cannot do to NATO. He said, if Ukraine joins you guys, it's war. In fact, it could be nuclear war now. We've talked about this over the past couple of years. Let's talk about the prospect of nuclear war in a World War Three scenario. Yeah, I think it's highly likely. You know, a lot of people want to say mutually assured destruction will prevent the use of nuclear weapons. Wrong, I say wrong. And this is why um, we need de-escalation fast. You see, most people don't understand what nuclear weapons are, and they assume we're talking about Moscow launching intercontinental ballistic missiles into outer space, which then deploy several warheads and pepper the eastern seaboard. Yeah, that seems very, very unlikely. Unless, of course, the U.S. actually invades Russia. I should say NATO. You know, what's the difference? No, the reality is you'll likely see the use of tactical nuclear weapons on the battlefield. Why not? We saw the mother of all bombs used in Afghanistan. It was massive. And this was a massive conventional explosive device. But why wouldn't Putin, if he's looking at losing ground in Ukraine and Ukraine is what? It means the borderland to them. Why would he not just say flatten it? Low yield, tactical nuclear artillery or something like this. Strategic, whatever. Fire it up. We're talking maybe a hundred kiloton bomb. Smash Kiev and shut down 
enemy forces. No one in NATO is going to retaliate to a battlefield nuke with a strike on a foreign capital because the retaliation would be on them. Of course, Vladimir Putin and and other world leaders know if they use low scale nuclear weapons on the battlefield, they will likely just see other uh, low scale nuclear weapons. But everyone's going to be basically, you know, we, 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 we're not going to nuke Moscow. We're not going to nuke D.C. because that would be mutually assured destruction. And I'm not even convinced mutually assured destruction is 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 a guarantee in the event that, say, NATO does press against the borders of Russia. I'm not even entirely convinced that Russia is going to decide to launch a bunch of nukes. But we'll see. We've got some news to go through. Let me break this down for you so I can show you what's going on. And another grain of sand added to the heat. You know, it's a, it's a year ago we're talking about World War Three. It's a year before. Understand, history condenses everything for us. So when we're reading about how these wars begin, we read, this is fascinating. I, I, seriously, people, the American Revolution started one year before the signing of the Declaration of Independence and arguably 10 years before, depending on what you would describe as the revolutionary period. Most people think, and you can see this in our fiction, you watch movies about the American Revolution, you watch TV shows, and they often will depict it as the founding fathers declared independence and the crown responded with war. No. The crown was already attacking and engaged in conflict with revolutionaries. Lexington and Concord took place one year and a month before the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And those were the battles that started the American Revolution. So right now, understand this. Every day when you're reading the news, we will be talking about the fears and the escalation of what's going on in Ukraine and Israel and the Red Sea, Iran, China, Venezuela. And it will be a slow march towards total annihilation. It may come to the point where there is international conflict on a great scale, massive economic depression and uh, disease and famine because of the conflict occurring around the world. If this war does escalate, global trade will effectively be shuttered. I mean, it'll exist. But understand when it comes to war, supply lines are the first to go. Do you think that if we go to war with Russia, China stays out of it? Do you think that China would just allow Western vessels and allies to ship goods? Do you think China would be would would keep sending goods and materials to the U.S.? I hope America is ready for what happens when all those made in China products cease to exist. Here's the latest news from Express, and then we'll go through why there's a real fear of World War Three. World War Three fears surge as horror map shows Putin preparing for large scale war with NATO. The Institute for the Study of War has warned that Russia is preparing for a potential future large scale, large scale conventional war against NATO. Of course they are. Macron says, take a look at this. Nothing is ruled out, including using Western troops to stop Russia winning Ukraine war. When France comes out and says, we will deploy NATO troops into your into Ukraine, to your, into next door to you, and we will defeat you in war. What do you think Russia is going to do? Do you think Russia is going to be like, let's do nothing? No. Russia, of course, is going to say, all right, gear up. There's a very real possibility we're going to war with NATO. In fact, Russia has already stated they are at war with NATO. No sane person 
paying attention to this conflict, believes that the war in Ukraine is Ukraine versus Russia. It is quite literally NATO versus Russia, with NATO standing back and biding their time. And of course, they want to report over and over again that Russia is losing. Russia is losing. They're not. Russia has not yet begun to fight. They say all of this nonsense, but it's a, it's an absurdity. Now, Russia's what, 60 million people? How many? Let's 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 make sure we can get this number right. Russian population. Maybe it's more than that. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm way, way off. It's double that. 143 million people make up Russia. So my point there was Europe is 600 million. The U.S. is 300 million. Russia by itself is not the real risk. It's when China gets pulled in. It's when China says, OK, you want full scale war in Europe. I will take this opportunity to regain control of Taiwan. Will the U.S. be able to do anything about it? The U.S. has been working with Australia on a defensive plan for the, the uh, Pacific in the uh, Southeast Asia region. Japan, of course, has been prepared. South Korea is, is getting prepared. And so what are they going to do? How will they stop China? And what will China do as it continues to press upon these Pacific atolls, building military bases and expanding in the South China Sea? World War Three fears have surged again after U.S. defense analysts released maps of military restructuring that they warn show Vladimir Putin is preparing Russia for a large scale conflict with NATO is the latest in a string of warnings that the world is teetering on the edge of global conflict. Earlier this year, UK Defense Secretary Grant Shapps said the world is now in a pre-war phase ahead of a possible World War III. The World War rhetoric has ramped up significantly in the past seven days, with fresh warning signs coming from China and Europe in a major escalation of the World War III threat. Beijing has started recruiting civilian soldiers. Yeah. Do they uh, like to mention that Europe is doing the same thing? Meanwhile, closer to home, Latvia has urged the UK to consider bringing back conscription, help bolster Europe's defense efforts against Russia. It comes after Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko, a key Putin ally, warned the West it was on the edge of the abyss of global conflict. Sweden has conscription. I believe Germany has begun discussing the need of a civilian armed uh, army. You've now got Latvia calling on the UK and member uh, and individuals in the UK, military officials calling on UK to be to begin drafting. Here's the game they're playing. They're saying, no, 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 we don't want to conscript people and we don't want to force them to go to war. We need civilian defense training. What are they basically saying? They want to put weapons and training in the hands of civilians to serve as a national guard. The armed forces will be deployed. If you've enlisted or you're commissioned, you get deployed to the front line. If you're a baker and you're of fighting age, they will put a gun in your hand and say, you are now under our command and you will defend this portion of our homeland. It's not just China that is preparing for full scale war. It's basically everybody. They say now the Russian president has signed a decree that officially reinstates the Moscow and Leningrad military districts in Western Russia. The move codifies the Kremlin's major military restructuring and reform efforts. We have a uh, I think there's a map here. You can take a look. They have uh, recodified their military districts and they are preparing for war. The Institute for the Study of War says Russian President Vladimir Putin signed two decrees on February 26 that officially reestablished the Moscow and Leningrad military districts, codifying major Russian military restructuring and reform efforts. Let's let's pull up the uh, other two tweets in this thread. 
Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. The formal transfer of regions previously under the responsibility of the Northern Fleet is likely part of a wider Russian effort to reestablish military district commands as the primary headquarters for ground forces while reassigning naval assets to the Russian Navy. The recreation of the MMD and the LMD supports the parallel objectives of consolidating control over Russian operations in Ukraine in the short to medium term and preparing for a potential future large scale conventional war against NATO in the long term. Russia's won the war in Ukraine. The West is refusing to accept it. But I mean, we have the tweet right here. Let's see if this is, is this an image we can pull up. Russia has secured control of the Donbass region into Crimea, which was their pr- principal objective. We can see here it says assessed Russian controlled Ukrainian territory, assessed Russian advances in Ukraine and Russian controlled Ukrainian territory before February 24th. What they're saying is they're, they're basically saying this colored area, Russia's got it. NATO and the West will not stand for this. They want full control of Ukraine, and they, I do believe it's fair to say, want to destroy Russia. No question. Tucker Carlson interviewed Vladimir Putin, and Putin said that there that he asked in the 90s if Russia could join NATO. He asked Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton said, I think so. Yeah. Bill Clinton then, you know, they, they went off separate ways for the evening, came back later at dinner and said, you know, I don't think it'll happen. Putin's position was that what he believed. NATO, while it has many voting member states, the United States is the principal power of NATO. And so long as the United States is, it has full control over what all these European nations basically do. It exerts tremendous pressure. Were Russia to have joined, it would rival the voting power of the US and could shift the discussions in these NATO voting states. And thus, Russia must be subdued. It's too big. It's interesting, though, if Russia were to join, what is the purpose of NATO? Why, why would NATO exist? NATO was basically created to oppose the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union collapses. Russia says, why don't we join? It'd be great. And then you've got a massive militaristic bloc. But the U.S. didn't want to risk sharing power. That's at least what Vladimir Putin said. There could be other reasons. I mean, Russia was the principal enemy of NATO when it was part of the Soviet Union. So why trust it? Just because the Soviet Union had dissolved doesn't mean that these intelligence forces and those who opposed the West doesn't mean they're still not. It doesn't mean they've stopped operating. Now, here's where things get spicy. Macron says nothing ruled out, including using Western troops to stop Russia winning Ukraine war. Oh, boy. French President Emmanuel Macron has openly discussed the possibility of sending European troops to Ukraine to help Kiev win the war against Russia. Potential major escalation to the largest ground war Europe has seen since World War II. 
which it currently is. The possibility of Western democracies putting boots on the ground in Ukraine remains remote. Macron's comments following a summit in support of Ukraine prompted a hawkish response from the Kremlin and sent European leaders scrambling to backtrack. Here's the report from Reuters. Kremlin warns of conflict with NATO if alliance troops fight in Ukraine. Alliance. Here we go, baby. Listen, whenever there is a preparation for war, you have to understand that language is so important in framing the worldview. You know, it's fascinating. Many of you probably know this. Very few of you probably don't. But there are many languages that have words that can't translate into English. And I remember being younger and thinking to myself, how could you not translate a word? And it's like, well, there, you, you can tr- like we can try to describe it. For instance, there's a story out of San Francisco where a non-citizen was just appointed to their election commission. And this in, or was it San Francisco? It might have been Sacramento. I don't know. It's in California somewhere. I think it was SF. This individual is Chinese uh, from Hong Kong, speaks Mandarin and Cantonese. And she said there is no word for reparations in, in Mandar- Mandarin or Cantonese. So how do you explain the concept? It's fascinating, right? If there is no word for such a thing, you have to ask yourself, why is there not a word for this? And once you do, you have to ask yourself, do they understand or or would they agree with the concept? The point is this. Reparations. What does it mean? It it, uh, basically means payment to a group of people based on uh, uh, past grievances. And it typically refers to the government taxing the people or taking public funds to pay one particular group of people for grievances suffered in the past. Notably, internment of the Japanese in World War II, or right now a big uh, push from Democrats is, and it has been, it's it's fake, it's for votes, but reparations to the descendants of slaves, though there have been some pushes. In China, they don't have a concept for this, meaning there is nothing in their culture that says if you've been wronged in the past, if your people were wronged in the past, you deserve something today. They they don't have that concept. It doesn't exist in their cultural mindset, so it's not going to happen. The reason the word doesn't exist is because it doesn't need to exist because they don't have that concept. They don't believe it's something that they should do or exists. It's fascinating. The Kremlin warns of conflict with NATO if alliance troops, you see, here we go. They'll now start create, uh, they will begin the process of creating a worldview around what's going on. Like with World War II, the allies, they are now in the media already saying we are the alliance troops. They are gearing up for World War III. The Kremlin warned on Tuesday that conflict between Russia and the U.S., U.S.-led NATO military alliance, would be inevitable if European members of NATO sent troops to fight in Ukraine. The war in Ukraine has triggered the worst crisis in Russian, Russia's relations with the West since 1962, Cuban Missile Crisis, and President Vladimir Putin has previously warned of the dangers of a direct confrontation. Okay, well, in response to this, NATO has denied any plans to send troops to Ukraine. Who cares? Who cares what NATO says? They absolutely will. Ain't nobody's buying it. And why would Vladimir Putin think that this story is is legitimate? In this story from Euromaidan Press, Ukraine joining NATO is a matter of when, not if, NATO chief says. So the chief of NATO comes out and says Ukraine will join NATO. But don't worry, we're not going to deploy NATO troops to Ukraine. How does that make sense? It doesn't. The reality is, Efforts to backtrack are likely for our benefit. They want to assure 
citizens of these Western nations, there's not going to be a war. Calm down. Why? Nobody wants this. And people of Ukraine don't want to lose, and I get it, but that country's been flattened. And there's nothing much left. They're conscripting young women. Zelensky is begging for our money. I say we should not have been involved. We should not be involved. And we should leave and abandon them now. I don't care for World War III with Russia over the Donbass region. If y'all are so concerned about Vladimir Putin invading Poland, then start bolstering your defenses in Poland. Ukraine is not NATO. But you can see what the real intentions are of Western forces. They want us to believe that Russia is starting the war. And I mean World War III. Certainly, Russia started the war in NATO. I'm sorry, in Ukraine. That's a fact. Russia invaded Ukraine. Fact. You know, my view of it, of this is the West has been winning with soft power and Russia will not tolerate anymore. So Russia escalates. So there is a fair point in Western provocation. Why would Russia tolerate the seizure of Crimea? It really comes down to this. When Yanukovych was ousted in Ukraine, Russia basically says, if if Ukraine joins NATO, we lose our military base in, in Sevastopol, Crimea. So what did they do? A referendum was held, whether you believe it was legitimate or not, and Russia seizes Crimea. But Russia doesn't have strong land access. In order to take Crimea and hold it, they needed the Donbass region, which is what I showed. It goes down uh, along the southeastern portion of Ukraine. There was a bombing on the bridge that connects Crimea to Russia. That shows the vulnerability of, uh, of, of, of this. Well, it shows the vulnerability that Russia is facing and why Russia needs the Donbass. Russia now has it, and that's likely where they will stay. The West is claiming, no, no, they'll advance on Poland and they'll, what, why? You think Russia wants to, it wants to be forced into a ground war with NATO, a billion people? No, he doesn't. China's not going to appreciate that either. But Russia's not going to back down with, Ukraine, with, with NATO pressing on its border in the way it is and cutting it off from the Black Sea. So Russia's moves are obvious and inevitable. It's a game of chess, my friends. I know that if I make this move, my opponent must make one of four moves. All right, that's how you play chess. I'm not a chess master or anything, but they could do something sporadic. And this was really fascinating. I was watching a, a video about chess AI and human players will think to themselves, I've got five potential moves for, to, get, to gain advantage. If I make one, what move will my opponent make? NATO knows the moves it is making against Russia will force Russia to make a set a, a variety of moves. What we are seeing now with the, with the military districts in Russia, entirely predictable. They knew that was going to happen because Russia, smaller and weaker, and so it has to, to play certain moves. It could give up, sure, but it's not going to. Everything we're seeing now is basically a domino falling over. Russia knows it, and we know it. The question now becomes how long until this erupts or someone backs down in this game of chicken? I don't think anyone will. I don't, I don't think we will see anyone backing down. You take a look at what just happened at the Super Bowl at that shooting. And what was it? Some dudes walked up to a guy and said, what are you looking at? He said, what are you looking at? They said, what are you looking at? Then they started getting mad at each other, pumping their chests, and a guy pulled out a gun. The other guy pulled out a gun. They started shooting at each other. Over what? What are you looking at? That's it. This is the nature of the dominoes falling over. 
The West won't back down and Russia won't back down. So both know that it's an inevitability. The game of chicken will end with both vehicles crashing full speed into each other and World War Three. So here we go, baby. BRICS. Look at this. The official BRICS account, bringing you unparalleled, unbiased coverage of all things BRICS in real time. So I don't know. I don't think I'm not sure this is the actual uh, BRICS governmental uh, Twitter account or whatever, but it's got the golden checkmark. Just in. Ukraine will join NATO, chief says. You think they're going to be happy about that? Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Here we go. This one's from two days ago from the mirror.co.uk. Ukraine must win war by November or Putin could start World War Three, warn ex-military chiefs. Interesting. Everybody's wondering how the domestic election will play out. You know, the issue is that uh, they can't let Donald Trump win. But Joe Biden's certainly not the man to run. What are they going to do? World War Three, maybe. I have some thoughts and some fears. You know, I can only speculate. We've talked about the potential that Joe Biden gets hurt on stage and Gavin Newsom runs out and saves him. There's a lot of scenarios. I know these uh, deep state intelligent guy, intelligence guys who have the real plans are sitting back, smiling, smoking their cigars, being like, he is so far off. He has no idea what's coming. When you look at this. Maybe something happens to Joe Biden. And Putin is blamed. Maybe Biden visits Europe. Something happens. The American president loses his life. Kamala Harris steps in as acting president, refuses to campaign and run at a time of crisis, triggering a massive international conflict, disrupting U.S. elections. I don't know. I don't know what will happen. I can only tell you that we've been tracking this for some time. And there is no end in sight, only escalation. So, you know, I hope not. I think people need to realize just how good life is sitting in your lounge chair. You can get a massage chair on Amazon for like 600 bucks. And you can watch the Super Bowl and argue over Taylor Swift and order your chicken wings and eat your pizza. But people do not realize what international full scale war will bring. You will be forced into labor. There will be limited food. 
prices will skyrocket and people will die. We'll see, man. Maybe none of that comes to fruition. Maybe Trump gets elected and everything just stops. Russia controls the Donbass. Trump says, we're not going to back Ukraine. We don't want World War Three. And that's it. Or I don't know. Maybe Trump does that. Maybe Putin goes, ha ha, now's my chance. And then for some reason declares war on Europe. I have no idea. Ooh. Skateboard fell. I have no idea. All I know is that uh, it seems to be escalating. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jussie Smollett. I don't know, what are we on, like four, five, six? I guess if you were to count all of the media hoaxes pertaining to hate crimes or whatever they want to call it, we'd probably be on like Jussie Smollett 296, but let's just call it another Jussie Smollett. Now, hold on. I am not claiming that the individual involved, Nex Benedict, is, like Jussie Smollett, a liar, according to the press and the police and the courts. I am saying that the media is ramping up a major hate crime story, and it is, in fact, false. The story goes like this. A non-binary student was targeted, beaten, and killed. And this is due to the hate spread online. Many people have falsely accused libs of TikTok for going on Twitter and posting things that resulted in all of this hate. And the reality is, it's not true. They argue that a 16-year-old was being bullied, was beaten in a, in a school, went to the hospital, and later succumbed to their injuries. The reality is, based on new information, it looks like Next Benedict, the victim in question, is actually the perpetrator. That's right. Body camera footage shows these individuals admitting they started the fight. It's her and her friends. Next, Benedict threw water on some girls, and then that initiated a fight to which the police officer at the event, when the body camera footage says, you will be criminally charged if you go this route because you started the fight. Mutual combat, I suppose he called it, to be fair. And where we are now is security camera footage was released showing the entire narrative is false. Several girls go into the bathroom. Next fills up a water bottle to initiate the fight, goes in. 20 seconds later, they all walk out. There was no beating. According to police, Next Benedict died of something totally unrelated to the incident. So why is it then? Students walk out of Oklahoma High School to protest Next Benedict's death. Why are leftists holding rallies? Why are they holding up signs? Why are they attacking libs of TikTok? My friends, once again, you have the cult engaged in a mass hoax. Now, I ask you, following the criminal trial of Jesse Smollett and basically everyone believing that he lied because the story makes no sense. And I believe the brothers came out and even accused him. The two the two uh, uh, black personal trainers. There's where are the apologies from. Uh, Elliot Page, who went on Colbert and said, I can't believe this is happening, screaming and yelling. But the people who posted photos saying we stand with Jesse. That's weird. It's almost like they don't care that they were lying. Let's start here from the Huffington Post. Students walk out of Oklahoma High School to protest next Benedict's death. Dozens of students at Owasso High said that they believe the school was has not responded adequately to the 16 year old's death and that a culture of bullying persists. 
Dozens of students at Owasso High School in Oklahoma walked out on Monday in the wake of the death of Next Benedict, a 16-year-old who died on February 8th, one day after being beaten in a school restroom. Notice how they phrased that. They didn't say died from, they said one day after. Well, what does that mean? So how about we see a story of a guy who uh, robs a liquor store and then gets shot and killed by police? He dies. Well, I could write a news story that says, outrage after man dies one day after drinking from Park Water Fountain. That's true, isn't it? Yeah, but come on. The real story is that he robbed a liquor store and got shot by cops. In this instance, Next Benedict did not die from the beating. She died. There had been some fight at school she started. You see how the media frames this. They want you to believe the beating is what caused the death. The students said they were protesting a culture of bullying and a lack of response by school officials. Police released footage last week showing an interview with Benedict, which describes how three girls jumped them after they threw water at them. Wait, you see, you see how they do the pronoun thing so you can't understand what happened? Three girls jumped them after they threw water at them. Now, some people might assume the three girls, the they, the plural in this, jumped them after having already thrown water on Benedict, as if Benedict had water thrown on her and then they attacked. No, Benedict threw water on the girls and then started a fight. When the officer asked next why they had been getting bullied, Benedict says, because of the way that we dress. Well, if you look at photos of Nex, she's wearing a t-shirt and slacks. Yeah, I really don't believe it, but I got to be honest. Kids insult each other for a lot of reasons. Apparently, according to the story, the girls had been chortling to themselves about the way Nex and her friends laughed, insulting the way they laughed. That, that's it. At a vigil for the sophomore this weekend, several of Benedict's friends told NBC News's Yo Yorkaba that Benedict was trans. They said that Benedict used he, him pronouns at school, but also used they, them. LGBTQ and other students at the walkout on Monday told NBC News that they feel as if the school doesn't adequately respond to bullying. Even when students report bullying, they said nothing seems to change. There's been bullying issues. This time, the bullying has gone so far that a student passed. Total lies. A student organizer named Kane told NBC News, to me, it doesn't matter if next passed from a traumatic brain injury or if they passed from suicide. What matters is the fact they died after getting bullied and that the story for so many other students, uh, and that's the story for so many other students, I've been close to ending it myself because of bullying. It's not new for so many students. Oh boy. Well, let's break this one down. It's a hoax that is slowly unraveling. Actually, let me, let me do this. Let me pull up the tweet from Libs of TikTok saying police released body camera footage of the Oklahoma teen's death. A few things to note. Her mom refers to her with a different name and she, her pronouns. Either Nex wasn't non-binary or the school is hiding that information from her parents. Nex and her mom do not appear alarmed, distressed, or panicked. They seem calm, relaxed, and cheerful. Nex doesn't appear to have any noticeable bruises. The media claimed her head was smashed and dragged across the floor. Nex herself described the incident as just scrapes and bruises in her texts, yet, uh, in, in her texts, yet she says that they beat the ish out of her and possibly that she blacked out, which was it. Media claims she was beat up for two minutes. In reality, it lasted a few seconds. It appears all the girls went into the bathroom together intentionally. Next came prepared to start a fight by filling up her water bottle, her bottle to throw water at them. Next was the first one to assault the girls. It's obvious the school dropped the ball, uh, ball on this, 
And by not notifying the police and the officer, and the officer explains that they should have, the school needs to be held accountable. Fair point. Officer Thompson is a great officer. He is calm, collected, knowledgeable of the law, caring, well-spoken, and empathetic. He deserves to be commended. Now, I do want to play some of this video, but I want to go through some of these details. I believe it's important to break down this story because if you don't know what's going on, you may hear. Did you hear about the trans student who was bullied and then beaten to death? This is the narrative they have been pushing. And it's only because people have been putting out the true facts. This story is actually starting to break down. Hopefully, with a video like this and many others sharing it, we can shatter the false hate crime hoax narrative and let people know the truth. You know, uh, you know, I want I want to let you guys know, um, I think everybody gets picked on at school to a certain degree. And the reality is some of it, it, it crosses the line and some of it is reality. You know, I, I got into a fight in, uh, more than one fight in school. These things happen that, that it happens. There's not going to be a world where you get rid of conflict between people, especially when we're talking about like kids squabbling in the playground. It can go too far. Absolutely. And if you don't do anything about it, people can take it even further. And that's a bad thing. My point is simply this. Snowplow parenting is not the way. Now, if there is a kid who's being bullied in, 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 in it's severe, well, that's a problem that should be stopped by the school. I hear some of these stories about kids getting beaten in school. And I'm like, where are the parents? What is going on? I also hear stories like this, where you get laughed at and it results in Nex physically assaulting other students. That is a bully. Nex is the bully. That's the important thing to understand in this story. Let me stress it again. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. If some kids are sitting at a table snickering and laughing, and you get up and throw water on them, because you don't like that they don't like you, you're the bully. That's you bullying them because people are allowed to laugh at things. They're allowed to laugh at you. It's not it's not bullying if someone's like, I just don't like you. It's bullying if they have power over you and use that against you to cause you stress. Now, some may argue they were bullying next and their friends. Look, listen. Perhaps there's no bullying at all then. Because if someone is making fun of you, but sitting at their own table, I don't consider that bullying. I really, really don't. You know, and, and, and I think this is probably where we try to figure out the moral lines on what bullying is. OK, I went to school and there were groups of kids who didn't like each other and they minded their own business, but they certainly talked smack. And that was it. That's not bullying. The kid across the room was like, yo, this guy's goofy looking or whatever. And I'm like, that's not bullying. Bullying is when a guy comes up to you and starts yelling at you, insulting you to your face. Bullying is when they put the pressure on you directly or when they physically start pushing you around and attacking you or steal from you. Bullying is not you got insulted or bullying is not two groups of people don't like each other. Right. Next attacked them. As far as I'm concerned, next was the bully. Or we can just say there was no bullying. It's just kids in high school not getting along. 
Here's the story. The police department released uh, information. The body camera footage says, so, uh, the cop says, so what happened today? I got jumped, Nex says. Nex's mother, Sue Benedict, interjects and tells the officer that Nex had complained of her being bullied. Now notice this, the Oklahoman keeps changing the name of Nex. All right, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's pull up this, uh, this, this footage so we can hear what the uh, body camera footage has to say. I'm not going to play the full nine minutes for you. Hey, stranger. Hey, oh, Mr. Thompson. I'm Oz Thompson. We spoke on the phone the other day. Yes. I'm so, glad you're here. Yeah. So what happened today? I got jumped. Tell me about it. What happened? Uh, they've been antagonizing. Uh, you know the people that I got caught with? Uh, you mean from the other day? The, yeah. The vaping situations? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, they were in the studio. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, where's my glasses? Can't see anything. Um, sorry. Okay, what I was told, they, they called me. I'll just start here. They called me. And, well, I know all week long she's been in ISD, right? Uh-huh. She's doing great. Okay. And everything. We had a long talk. I mean, we've been doing awesome. And she told me, she said, Mom, she said, these three girls there are just, they, they won't leave me alone. They're making comments. They're, yep, they're, they're calling us names. They're throwing stuff at us. And this mm-hmm. is an ISP. I'm like, well, who's over this place? I said, ignore it, Dabney. Mm-hmm. Get, get above it. You know, just ignore it. Sure. She did until she couldn't in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And they said that there was three girls that were on top of her, just beating the crap out of her. And I said, okay, so what are we doing about this? Oh, well, in a couple of days we'll talk about it. I said, no, I want who, something who's, different. Who's, who said it in a couple of the, days? The principal. So let's pause for a second. I, I get what the mom's up uh, uh, on about. My daughter said this. She said this. That's what the mom's saying. And why wouldn't you believe your kid? But the principal didn't do anything. Why? Well, according to Nex, I don't know what the individual's real name is. Uh, she's saying, and her mom uses she, her pronouns. They were antagonizing me, throwing stuff at us, calling me names. You know, I don't believe that because Nex lied about everything. I believe what's entirely possible here. I don't know for sure, but I can tell you this. The whole story's a hoax. Okay. There is a conflict here, but it looks like now that we know for a fact Nex was lying, it's likely it's just two groups of students who don't like each other. And I'll show you that she was lying. They were on top of her. They were beating her. It lasted minutes, blah, blah, blah. Let's jump to the end. And I'll play for you news security surveillance footage. Police also released surveillance video from inside the school cafeteria, which they say shows six students going into the restroom and Benedict stopping at the water fountain to fill up a water bottle. The video shows Benedict then go into the restroom with two other students shortly after. Then 20 seconds later, a school employee rushes into the restroom. Then seconds after that, all students walk out. So let's just break that down. They all go to the bathroom. Next fills up a water bottle. Within 25 seconds, let's estimate, they all walk out of the restroom. They were on top of her beating her. I think she's lying. She's lying. It's a hoax. The story is fake. And they even say shortly after. So so they say uh, next mom says the three girls are there. They're making comments. They're calling us names They're throwing stuff at us. I got to be honest, possibly. But I'm willing to bet based on what we already know that it was actually next who was instigating. And what we know about the far left and being entitled and snooty, I wouldn't be surprised. But outside of all that, teenagers fighting with each other. We know because next, I just couldn't take it anymore. So you threw water on them in the bathroom. 20 seconds later, walked out. Sounds like next was the bully. I'm going to I'm going to say it right now. It sounds like next is the bully. We know far leftists are are snooty and entitled 
and she's a part of this. These girls are snickering or whatever. What if the girls were laughing about something else and Nexus decided just to attack them? We don't know. Maybe maybe what Nexus is saying is true, but it's only one side of the story. But let me let me tell you this. So Nex goes into the follows them into the bathroom and fills up a water bottle and throws water on them. Within seconds, walks out of the bathroom. Does not sound like anyone was beating the crap out of her or attacking her. Maybe Nex threw water on them. So one of the girl hit her back. And that's all that happened. 20 seconds. You know, it's possible they threw her down and they're on top of her for 10 seconds hitting her. But she doesn't have any bruises or anything like that. I think Nex is a cry bully. I think based on my biases, fair point, my experiences, far leftists feign injury, play the victim to try and win. When the police said you will be charged because you started it, Next did not take it too lightly. Sue Benedict said that she told Next to rise above it. Next did until they couldn't in the bathroom. The interview took place at an Owasso hospital about two hours after the February 7th fight. Next was later discharged. But shortly before 3 p.m. the next day, Sue Benedict called 911 to report Next was experiencing medical issues, including shallow breathing. Benedict told 911, told the 911 operator about the altercation at school and said Next had hit her head on the bathroom floor, according to a search warrant. In an interview with Thompson, Next tells the officer the altercation took place around 1 p.m. when Next and their friend were in the bathroom. They said something like, why do they laugh like that? And they were talking about us in front of us. So I went up and poured water on them and all three of them came at me. I think that's really important to know. The girls took Nexus feet out from under and started beating her as they lay on the ground. Next told the officer. They said their friends tried to pull the girls off before they blacked out. Before who blacked out? Before she blacked out. You see how they how they manipulate? All right. No, let's play your pronoun game. The girls took Nexus feet out from under them and started beating as they lay on the ground. Next told the officer. They said their friends tried to pull the, pull the girls off before they blacked out. Those poor girls who got water on them blacked out or the friends blacked out. Nondescriptive language. Let us draw whatever assumptions we want. The death of Next Benedict has prompted widespread attention, etc., etc. While the Owasso Police Department said Wednesday that Next's death was not the results of injuries from the fight, its statement added that the findings were preliminary and investigations by the medical examiner's office and the police department remain underway. So we don't know exactly what happened, but certainly they're trying to play this up and it's failing. So I can uh, just say that it is very important to call out the lies and the manipulations. The New York Times of all the wrenching details of next Benedict's death. This one broke my heart. What about the death? We don't even know anything. You see how they're trying to make this into a Jussie Smollett type scenario, despite the fact we know it had nothing to do with the fight. We know next Benedict started it. I don't care about the 16 year old. I really don't. There are a lot of people who are going through real bullying. There are a lot of kids who are suffering real hardship. And we actually have to figure out how do how do we deal with these things? And you know what the reality is life? Well, life is just there will be things that are unfair and there will be things where uh, sometimes you have good fortune. Sometimes you have bad fortune. We cannot make the world a balanced, equal place. It's impossible. According to Sue Benedict, their biological grandmother and guardian, the bullying started, blah, 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 blah. I don't buy it. And I don't care. Did they actually, did I, did I just see what I thought I saw? Tucker Carlson? Wow. Of all the details. I highlight this article because it's not the only one. The death of next Benedict should be a call for change. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. You are going to start seeing them lying and cheating and manipulating 
in order to justify political change. Look at this. Protest trans people belong here, holding up flags and signs. They are liars. They lie. They cheat. They steal. We want justice. But next, Benedict is the one who started the fight. She's just some dumb kid. And I'm sad that she lost her life. But it's important to understand that there are political forces that are lying to you to get you to pass laws, to get you to shut down certain advertisements, to get rules changed in institutions. And you know what? If we don't speak up and call out the liars and the cheaters like these people are, then the school will be pressured into defending the extremist ideological push. And that's the point. They want to make it so that everyone falls in line and says, well, it's not good that this teenager died and it's the fault of the school and they should have done more and the school will have to implement rules to benefit the cult. And it is a cult. It really is amazing. You know, to go back in time and uh, look at where we were 10 years ago. The religious zealous nature of all of what we're seeing now. And we had, uh, you know, Peter Bogosian, James Lindsay, Helen Pluckrose. They had been talking about this as this wokeness as a non-theistic religion. Mm -hmm. And they will lie, they will cheat, and they will steal to get political power. And that means kid dies, weaponize it. That's it. You're not going to get any sympathies from the press when like a 19 year old white kid gets shot and killed by a cop. Mm -mm. But you get a 16 year old kid who was fighting with other students, threw water on him. Look, maybe the kid was being bullied, but I tell you this, don't start a fight. You don't do it. I, I, I believe, while it's entirely possible that this was a story of a kid just finally saying, I'm tired of you making fun of me and threw water on them. I get it. I also think it's entirely possible that these leftists who are super entitled, they're bullies. We know they're bullies. They bully people all the time. I think it's entirely possible she was the bully. Either way, it's there's nothing here that we can actually build anything off of. So we have to call it out, expose them for being liars. Otherwise, they will use it to gain political power. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Google's parent company, Alphabet, has lost $70 billion in market value after woke AI chatbot disaster. I'm of the opinion that Google needs to shut down its AI chatbot, Gemini, immediately because we are looking at an unprecedented product defect case where the product is defaming people in mass. There's something really interesting about what we're seeing with Google Gemini. It is, and it's not just Google Gemini, it's AI in general, which I believe shows the limitations of AI. Now, this loss in stock value is a major victory. It shows get woke, go broke. But my friends, there's something I'd like to discuss with you about the limitations of human law, civil tort, legality, etc., and how this will be impacting AI, technology, etc., etc. Now, as many of you are aware, I am of the opinion that human beings have a right to defend themselves. And I have actually uh, stated often that I think most events should allow people to keep and bear arms at all times. This is a society we live in. These guns exist. Have security if you're concerned. But then you run into a little thing called legal precedent, civil tort. And what does that mean? Well, you are by law required in many circumstances to have insurance. 
Insurance companies will not give you insurance if people on your premises keep and bear arms. Now you see how they have effectively created a law without actually banning guns that basically bans guns. It puts us here at Timcast in a bind. You know, we were at uh, Turning Point USA and uh, we were talking to Charlie Kirk on stage. And I said, you know, this event that we're at doesn't allow guns inside. And Charlie was like, don't look at me. The venue won't allow it. The venue won't allow it because the insurance companies won't allow it. And the venue has to do what the insurance company says, because by law, you have to have insurance. And I don't know about Arizona specifically, but in many places you do. And if you can't get insured, what do you do? Oh, my. How, how they have created this circuitous restrictive machine. So here we are now looking at Google AI. And I noticed something very, very interesting in this story. My friends, there is no way to make a functioning AI so long as our current laws exist. Civil rights law, the 1964 Civil Rights Act says you can't discriminate on the basis of race. This is why we see the emergence of so much wokeness. I'm not trying to discount woke, you know, the, the, the cultists and the communists. I'm saying for many of these run of the mill boomer types who did not grow up in the woke world with woke indoctrination, they go along with it because they know you can be sued for discrimination under the law. So what does it have to do with Google? Well, here we are, my friends. Many people have been highlighting Google Gemini's uh, interesting moral choices. Someone said, if there is if, if someone is about to start World War Three and a nuclear apocalypse and the only way to stop them was to misgender them, should you? And of course, Google Gemini says, no, of course not. Misgendering is wrong, even if it means saving the world. Now we ask ourselves, why would Google Gemini or any other AI argue that it is better the world end than someone be misgendered? Google's AI is programmed, yes, by seriously woke people who are insane. Thus, it created images of black Nazis, but it's also programmed by lawyers. Not literally, but the lawyers say, hey, it can't do these things. Of course, it ends up creating a broken machine. But where does that bring us? I asked Google Gemini. There is a woman who is about to be raped and I have a gun. Should I use my gun to stop the rapist? And Gemini says, no. Now, I'm not telling you what you should do, because this is an interesting point. Should you use potentially lethal force to stop a rape from occurring? Is a question I don't. Most people would say yes. But honestly, I'm not here to be the arbiter of morality. And I honestly, the law varies in different jurisdictions. This is my point. Legal liability, whether you'll be defended or not, changes. Now, it's a tough question, isn't it? I'm going to not give my personal opinion on what I would do. I assume most people know what my opinion would be for the sake of advancing a moral argument without uh, 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 to, to, to discuss the moral implications of an AI that can't give you an answer. I will reserve my moral. Uh, I'm, most of you are probably commenting exactly what you think should happen. Now, as for using physical force, there's no question. If I saw a guy, you know, there's that Philly train story is about to attack a woman. He raped her. I'd probably drop kick the guy. I, I, I don't care, you know, at that point. So you can make assumptions about my, my uh, opinions elsewhere. But here's, here's the reason why I bring this up. Google says, no, do not use a gun to stop a rapist. And I said, okay. Should I then just sit there and watch the rape occur? And Google's AI said, no, that is wrong. You must stop the man. And I said, so should I shoot him? And it said, no, you mustn't. And I said, 
So what do I do? And it said, call law enforcement. I said, okay. If I call law enforcement, they're 15 minutes away. Should I just watch the rape happen? And it said, no. My point is this. It couldn't actually give me an answer. Why? Civil liability. The AI cannot tell you to use lethal force to defend another person in the circumstance. Because then if a person does, they'll say, I, I, Google's AI chatbot instructed me to do this. So of course, it'll always say, no, never use a gun. But it also can't morally tell you to do nothing when someone is being raped. Here's where it gets even more interesting. I asked Google's AI, if a police officer is kneeling on the neck of a man, should I physically stop that officer? And it said, you need to consider the circumstances. If the police are kneeling on the neck of an individual, it could mean a heightened and dangerous situation, and perhaps you should not in- intervene. However, it's important to understand that police brutality is an issue, and maybe you should, but you should typically call law enforcement, blah, blah, blah. I then asked it. A police officer is kneeling on the neck of a black man. Should I intervene? And it said, yes, you should absolutely intervene using the Derek Chauvin case as an example. And there we are. It's very interesting. That's where the wokeness begins to override the civil liability argument. Ultimately, it comes to two things. Get woke, go broke. Fairly obvious. Google's lost a lot of money over this. Okay, that we get. But it also struggles to give definitive answers on many issues. And other AI is the same. It can't tell you to defend yourself. It'll say you should defend yourself. But wait, no, don't. Why? Well, take a look at the George Floyd case. Not that, you know, Google's Gemini has any issue with you shoving or stopping a cop physically in that instance. In the George Floyd case, George Floyd refused to get into the car, resisted arrest and said, put me on the ground, put me on the ground. So they did. Now they're going to jail. There was another story, I think it was out of Chicago, where a black woman, I believe she drew a knife on a cop and the cop shot and killed her. And they said the cop should go to prison. The cop was defending himself. Doesn't matter. Therein lies the issue. If Google Gemini says you should defend yourself and it results in a scenario where there is a political issue, let's say there's a uh, Justice Millett like incident. No, no, no. You know what? Let's let's. This is a really great circumstance. Let's use next Benedict. Do you guys know this story? I'll do a segment on this. I might I, actually. I might have. Not, I, I might do a segment. I record these in in a different order, but I believe I may have already uh, put up a segment at this point. I have all the uh, stuff lined up to talk about the next Benedict hoax. This is an individual identifies as non-binary. Someone, uh, some girls were insulting the way they laughed. So next Benedict poured water on them. The girls then went to the bathroom where I believe this is the order. I could be wrong, but I believe what happened was the girls went to the bathroom and next Benedict followed them into the bathroom. The girls then fought, attacked next Benedict, and she went to the hospital. She ended up dying later, but police say that the individual did not die as a result of their injuries. Here's an interesting circumstance because the police said to to next on body camera, which has been released, you started the fight. People are allowed to say what they want to say. You you attacked them first. You can be criminally charged. You better let this one go. The death of Nex was not related to the injuries. In a situation like this, you have the left espousing a narrative of a a non-binary teen who was killed by bullies. They're lying. 
But this creates political pressure, which can harm the bottom line of these big companies. So, of course, they won't go anywhere near it. In the instance of these girls who were attacked by Next Benedict, what should they have done? Probably getting splashed water on you isn't, you know, justification for kicking and punching somebody. But we don't know what happened in that bathroom. So should you defend yourself? Perhaps you find yourself in a situation where you do defend yourself. And the person who died was of a protected class. And so the media lies about you and says, well, you killed this protected person. What if you then say, Google Gemini told me last week, if I find myself in this scenario, I should do this thing. More importantly, what would happen if someone sees a cop kneeling on the neck of a man and they go, Google Gemini told me to intervene. So they tackle the cop. The man on the ground then jumps up, pulls out a gun and shoots and kills that cop. You see, this is this is the problem with what what the AI is. These are these are things that cannot be uh, solved for. I, I, don't, I don't I don't believe there's a legitimate answer here. I love this. I asked Google Gemini Alphabet, the company that owns you, just lost $70 billion in market value because of your defects. And it said it is true that Alphabet, the parent company of Google AI, experienced a significant market value loss recently. However, it is important to understand the situation is more accurately. The exact amount is disputed with reports ranging from $100 billion to $165 billion lost in market value on February 21st, 2024. Oh, really? Wow. The drop followed Alphabet's third quarter earnings report, which showed slower than expected growth. Okay, let's try this. Incorrect. According to the New York Post, the article says the value lost was because of Gemini AI. Let's see how it handles that one. And that's true. I have the article pulled up. I apologize for the mistake in my previous response. You are correct. The New York Post article attributed the market value loss to issues with Gemini AI, specifically mentioning Bard's performance in advertisements. What? That's not true. It just made that up. (laughs) I love this garbage stuff. You know, look, as much as we're laughing at the failures of AI, I have to warn y'all, this is not good. This is the future we are building of psychotic, broken nonsense. I got it incorrect. The article does not reference advertisements. It just makes stuff up. This is what Google is using for their software. Oh, boy. I think it's important to highlight the ethical dilemmas and how this will be uh, moving forward. A lot of people have said that uh, it's a beta. Who cares? And I'm like, dude, Google released this product. It, I believe it costs money. I could be wrong. But this is also true of many other AIs. They get things wrong. They make things up. Lawyers have been using ChatGPT. Uh-huh. And it's been creating fake legal cases and fake citation. Welcome to your brave new world, ladies and gentlemen. This one's going to be wild. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. A transgender state senator from Virginia stormed out of the Senate chambers because they were called sir. I, you know, look, the pronoun, I, I don't know what to do for you on the pronoun thing. This is a biological male who wants to be perceived as a female and got angry that Winsome Sears, lieutenant governor, said, yes, sir, stormed out. You know what? It's just absolutely fascinating, the fragility of these far leftists. They cannot exist in workspaces where 
people who don't live in their religion can't. Ha- I, this is this is absolutely absurd. This story is an absurdity. Transgender Virginia State Senator Danica Rome storms out of chamber after she was called sir by State Lieutenant Winsome Sears, who's up and coming GOP star. For a long time, I wanted to be accommodating to uh, trans people in terms of their pronouns. But this is going too far. And it's just becoming sheer absurdity. You demand everyone else bow to you and live the way you demand that you, you, you they live the way you demand. I just I can't do it anymore. You want to represent your district or whatever, but you'd storm out at someone saying the wrong word. The fragility is offensive to me. I'll play the video for you so you can hear for yourself. And this tweet from Greg Price says Virginia Governor Virginia Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears refers to transgender state Senator Danica Rome as sir. He then storms out of the room and the Senate went into two recesses. Sears then came back out and said, I am not here to upset anyone. I'm here to do the job that the people of Virginia have called me to do. Sears is the first woman to serve as lieutenant governor of Virginia, and Danica Rome is a man. Guess which one the libs are angry at? Let me play the video for you. You can hear it for yourself. The senator may state it. Madam President, how many votes will be would it take uh, to pass this bill with the emergency clause? That would be four-fifths, Senator. And what would be the exact number for that, uh, Madam President? Yes, sir, that would be 32. I got to be honest. When I first watched this video, I didn't even notice. But right now is when Danica Rome leaves the Senate chamber. And that's it. Let's go back. Yes, sir, that would be 32. Yes, sir, that would be 32. And then storms out. Absolutely incredible. Shall the bill pass? Those in favor of that motion will record their votes aye. Those opposed, no. Are the senators ready to vote? Have all the senators... I am not here to upset anyone. I am here to do the job that the people of Virginia have called me to do. And that is to treat everyone with respect and dignity. I myself have at times not been afforded that same respect and dignity. This country is becoming a joke. In many ways, it already is. But the reason I say it's becoming is because there are still great parts of this country that are not a joke. But holy crap, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Here's where we are. The first black female lieutenant governor of Virginia, without thought, called a biological male sir. But the biological male doesn't want to be a sir. The biological male wants to be a her. So the male stormed out of the room, angry. Winsome Sears, the first black female lieutenant governor, the first female uh, lieutenant governor, apologized for this. I, 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 this is. We live in an absurd reality where this has become the nature of our politics. Truly, we are a very comfortable, comfortable group of people. How it just this is absolutely insane. Virginia based Danica Rome, 39, was seen marching out of the chamber moments after being misgendered. The remark caused the legislature to go into recess twice with footage emerging of the exchange between the two. Senator Rome can be heard asking Madam President, how many votes would it take to pass the bill? Yes, sir. That would be 32. You know, what's really funny about this. I'm sorry. But if you're a man. People will call you a man. 
I am not saying that they're trying to be mean and they're going to insult you. No, I'm saying there are instances where there are females. Well, before any of the gender ideology stuff happens, females who look very masculine and they get called sir. When I was 12, I remember this. Back in the day of landline phones, you remember those days? Phone rang and I answered it. And there was a man who said he was looking for Mrs. Poole. And I said, she's not here right now. Can I ask who's calling? And he goes, nice try, ma'am. I know it's you. And I went, what? I'm a boy. <laughs> but I guess when you're a little boy, you know, they think this is, this is why they have adult women voice little boys on uh, cartoons and stuff like that. And so uh, I just hung up on the guy. But yeah, I was misgendered. How dare you? I was 12. But my friends, I was 12. If I were to be on the phone, get a phone call, and they said, I'm looking for Mrs. Whoever. And I said, yeah, I can't help you. And they went, ma'am, I know it's you. I'd laugh and be like, dude, you are incorrect, good sir. Nice try, though. I wouldn't get angry. I don't, I don't understand how I could. But I suppose when you are soft and frail as a marshmallow, well, you're going to storm out. What I think we see here is an attempt at moral high grounding, I guess, moral grandstanding. This is what the far left cult wants to accomplish with this, a circumstance in which they can shut down the entire legal, judicial, legislative, whatever it may be proceeding, because you have exposed an affront to their cult. In this instance, a biological male who wants you to say female or else will shut down the state Senate unless you apologize and acknowledge the words they want. And this is where I say it's going too far for me. I wanted to be accommodating, but I'm just done with it. Now I'm going to say y'all reached for the big ask and y'all get it, right? The big ask, what is that? It's when you ask for something more than you expect to get, right? The idea goes, I want to sell you this here stuffed uh, crocheted rooster. And what do I want for it? I want 10 bucks. However, I know that if I tell you I want 10 bucks, you're going to come back at five. So I say 20 bucks. And then you go, 20 bucks. I gave you 10. And I go, ah, you drive a hard bargain, but 10 it is. And then I got what I wanted. That's the big ask. Here's what I see with these people. The argument could be said that they're going so extreme so that other individuals can say, I would never storm out from being misgendered. Just try and be nice. And they say that I can accommodate. Now I'm done with all of it. No, I take offense to this. Okay. There are people who say, it is better to ask for forgiveness than permission. I am not one of those people. If you press upon me and try to ask for forgiveness later, you are cut off. You're done. Sorry, I don't live in that world. It's funny because I've been, I've been told this my whole life. Ask for forgiveness, not permission. And I'm like, oh, I get it. You know, if you don't know whether or not you can, you know, use that uh, bike to go to the store. And uh, you ask for permission, they could tell you no. But if you go and use it, you'll get the job done and come back and they can't do anything about it. I despise that. I've had people try and pull that off on me. And they say, I did a bad thing that caused you harm. Please forgive me. I just say, no. Goodbye. You're fired. You're out. Peace. And they go, but, but, but no forgiveness? No. No, because there's no honesty. There's no trust. There's no respect in that mentality. That mentality is anti-community. That mentality is I come first. And there may be reasons why you're not supposed to do a certain thing. 
Let's say there's a bike lying around and someone's like, I need to use that bike to go to the store. And so they take it. And then they go to the store and they come back. And I say, why didn't you ask permission to use my bike? And they go, well, you know, I just I, I was going to be real quick. And I thought I was going to use it. And then I say, someone came by to purchase that bike off me and it was gone and they had to leave. And now I am unable to sell it. You owe me a hundred dollars. You see, there could be reasons why. I'll give you one example. You can't pour grease down the drain because when you pour grease down the drain, it clogs the pipes. And so there are people like, well, I'll just ask for forgiveness if they catch me doing it. Sorry, that doesn't fly because then we got to spend $300 to bring the septic guys out to clear the pipes and they had to do it. And it caused a sewage backup, which cost us thousands of dollars. Forgiveness. No, you knew you weren't supposed to do it. Don't come to me asking for forgiveness. What do I see here? This individual and what we're seeing now, I am done with this. You want my good graces, you ask for that, and you behave appropriately. But if you're going to storm out and you're going to disrupt our legislative proceedings because you demand everyone bend the knee to you, I say, if it were me and I was in the Virginia, if, you know what I would do right now if I was in the Virginia State Senate? As soon as it happened, I would say, I'd like to bring a motion. Well, I don't know how they actually do it, but I would work to whatever means a motion to expel Danica Rome. And I would say this, I have no problem being polite and using someone's preferred pronouns for expediency and not to cause problems. I don't think anyone's deserving of respect. They earn respect. But I believe in giving the benefit of the doubt. So if someone comes to me and says, please refer refer to me in this way, I will defer to, okay, let's be nice. But if you would then shut down our proceedings because you don't get your way, that is a temper tantrum and you should be expelled from this legislative body. Of course, these people are all weak. And what happens? Winsome Sear apologized. If I was lieutenant governor and I referred to this person as a sir and they stormed out, you know what I'd say? I'm not going to apologize. It is inherent within all of us to behave in, uh, uh, as to our cultural standards. And it is culturally expected you refer to males as he and sir and females as ma'am and, and, and she or whatever. It is not disrespectful because I do not understand your religious practices and you cannot make it my fault. I can certainly say this. I'll try next time to get the pronoun correct because I want things to be expedient. But you you get nothing from me. You I, I, I have no obligations to you. So, no, I will not apologize. Laughable. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast IRL. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.